Shabbat shalom, everyone. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Welcome back. Hebrew congregation of Houston is good to be in the house. So I'm sure you've been doing your Sukkot. So we talked about the Sukkot, right? That we're going to, uh, uh, that we've been going through. And so that's the tabernacle of what? A booth, right? So that's what we've been celebrating. And so um, with the Feast of Tabernacles, the Tabernacle of the Booths. And so it ends on the 17th. So you should have on the first day, which was the 10th, read Leviticus 23, uh, the whole uh, book of 23, because that talks about our feast days, right? So I gave you that last week. So October 17th, we need for you to read Deuteronomy 14 through 16 up to the 17th verse, okay? Deuteronomy 14 through 16 up to the 17th verse. And so the last of our feast days is Hanukkah. That's the only thing that's left for that for the year. But we know we're already in our 2023. So we already had our uh, Rosh Hashanah and our Yom Kippur. We're in Sukkot. Now we're going into Hanukkah. So I'm asking you to celebrate these feast days. Your life will change. Things will start to happen. And so I'm going to do an Easter keeping it real today. And I'm going to try to be as delicate as I can with this. And I want my talk topic to be, it's not your fault. That's my topic today. It's not your fault. Easter, what are you talking about? It's not your fault. Someone has raped you or molested you. I'm trying to put my thing on, on vibrate here because I don't want to be interrupted. Um, it's a topic that's been coming up and it's really vexing my spirit. What's the difference? Rape is penetration. If you've been raped, you're a victim. That is not your fault. Molestation is touching inappropriately. If you've been touched inappropriately, that is not your fault. What I'm hearing is even adult women are being molested, touched by somebody else, a partner, husband, boyfriend, or what it is, and they're afraid to go and let that person know. And I'm going to open this up because it, 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 I was appalled because I have that. And everybody don't have that spirit that I'm telling. You you touch me, I'm telling. But there's dynamics around that. And there's dynamics around that that they've been carrying this molestation and rape spirit since they were small, hadn't told, haven't dealt with it. So it keeps circling around. There's dynamics around there that this person has a family and I love this family, but yet your boyfriend, your partner, your husband has touched me and I'm caught between a rock and a hard place of destroying that. Or you may retaliate upon me if I tell you because you may not believe me or you two may still be together. Here I am left on the outside and I value this friendship. There's so much going on with this. It's not your fault. It is not your fault. And I want to open this discussion up. Um, personally, I have not experienced it. I have not experienced somebody's man or partner or husband that I know coming on to me because probably I have that that demeanor and that spirit that I'll probably, you know, will hit you in your face or something. Um, but everybody doesn't have that. And some people are coddling that because they dealt with it when they were small and that 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 person who victimized them said, you better not tell. And that's still in their spirit. That's still in their spirit. 
You better not tell. You're going to look like the hoe. You better not tell. You're going to look like a fag. You better not tell or you're going to look like you are the problem. That's a lie. It's not your fault. The devil is a liar and it's time to deal with that demon. The panel is open for discussion on this. Well, I guess I'll start by restating what I indicated. <clears throat> um, I've, I've spoken with a few females who were penetrated, a few who were just molested. But a family, and this is out of the state of Louisiana, they had an uncle who um, introduced all the females to becoming 13, welcome to the world, or however you want to put that worldly slang to it. And everybody knows, well, everybody in the family knows, uh, whether anybody outside the family knows, I don't know, but it's this is something that is accepted. Mm. And that that is an issue because it is accepted by the whole family for generations. An uncle, uncle was penetrating, raping the young girls in that family, and you're telling me that the family accepted this. This is what you're telling me, Apostle? Yeah. Grandma or mother is bringing the females at a certain age to this one uncle mm. who does this. They give them over to this so that they can become legitimate, legal. I grew up with kids, uh, a family of girls, and there were no sons. And so uh, they were beautiful girls. They were so nice, but their father did not trust them. And so when they came in from school, he had to check to see if they had had sex with anybody. How, how do you check? You know that. So this is a pattern, has to be broken as you mentioned earlier. It's generational. It's been going on since little girls were little girls and sin entered to the world and it's accepted in other countries. This is how you become a woman. This is the uh -huh. mindset of people, of men. Oh. And women follow along and say, oh, okay, it's oh, it got to be all right because it came from my husband. It got to be all right because it came from my brother. It's got to be all right because it came from this male. This is the mindset that has to be broken, destroyed. Uh, it, all the things that talk about in the scripture, how you destroy something, how you get rid of something. It's all uh, generational, as I said. It happens to the person that you think nothing of and like you don't know the sin and the dread and the horror that is carried throughout their lifetime. And they learn to suppress it. And see, yes. it, 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 it fell in my lap with a man last week at the airport. I told you he had given me a message and he said he was raped by his uncle and he was gay, but he... God was using him to tell me some things. So that was one. And then it, it just keeps coming to me, these stories. And they've been coming for a while, but now they're overloading. And these adult people are dealing with this because it comes full circle. Because if you don't deal with that demon, it keeps coming for you. It keeps coming for you because you haven't dealt with it and you keep tucking it under. And I'm a, I, I can't help you on it. I can pray, but I'm oblivious to it because I haven't experienced it. 
Um, and then there's mothers out there. Oh, I was very protective of my kids. Well, it happens in schools. I'm hearing it happened in school while your child was in school by the boys or the girls in the classroom. It's not just, oh, I was protective at home. And most of the time it's somebody you know, it's family members. We have to deal with this. We have to talk about this. You're not going to get freed up. It's going to chase you. It's chasing these people. And they're adults and they still can't handle it. They still don't know what to do with it. They still can't scream. They still can't call the police. They're still not crying out. They're still not praying about this. They're not turning these people in. I looked it up. There is no, uh, what's that called? Uh, limitation, statute of limitation on molesting and rape. There is no statute of limitation on that. You can take them to, to court right now. You can take them to jail right now. And the other thing, well, I should say another thing to consider is that a lot of parents' friends molest their children and they don't tell their parents. Oh. And, the, and the other thing is <clears throat> the mother sometimes knows that the boyfriend or even husband is having sex with her daughter or daughters and does nothing about it. Oh. And sometimes it can be that the mother is threatened because they may not be married and he might put her out. So she's thinking about shelter for her children and allowing this to happen. And then the child at some point in time will do to another child that was done to them. So you, you that thing is still going on festering <clears throat> and becoming alive because they're doing what they were taught. My question, my question is, how are we going to get past this? Uh, 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 Colt Daniel, go ahead and you can tell your story. I know you've dealt with my my question is, how is we going to get through this? Go ahead, Colt Daniel. Um, if I could think back to when it happened, I remember one of the things that we can pay attention to is um, ch the child's behavior changing. So that's that's one of the things, because I remember after I came up out of the situation and for me it was like I had on and I believe that was the most high who did that for me in order for me to be able to remain because I, I there's a certain type of spirit I have and stuff and I was always that kind loving love to hug you love to kiss you that kind of thing and like you know I love everybody you know my mom even used to say that if 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 I complained that somebody was not so right or I didn't care for a person they must really have done something because I just it's like a there's something the most high just put in my heart for for I guess humans and so I think it it, it changed it would have changed it entirely I didn't totally lose that innocence in that way but what happened was before and after I remained kept I did not, it, I was blessed that I wasn't one of those people that, because, because you know, that can happen where it's like after they've been touched now, it's like, because you have these feelings now that you didn't have before you go out and you become promiscuous. That was not my story. The most high kept me. And I believe one of the ways in which he did that was that there was like a mental block that I had for years in terms of not even realizing what it was that had happened. Mm -hmm. And once and then all of a sudden it was around the same time that I received the Ruach and, and was really like just spiritually in that secret place all the time. I was spending lots of time with him. And then he released, it's like a floodgate open. And he was like, 
this is what has happened to you. This is what you need to do spiritually. This is where you are. This is the reality of your situation. And so that was the moment when I, I said something. I received the Ruach before I was an adult. Praise y'all for that. And so it wasn't so late that I was an adult saying it, but it wasn't so early that I said it at its moment. And so there were all these feelings I had to deal with that I had not known before. And yet I had been raised. When you, with say, when you say you said it, did you tell someone? I told it's my like parents. I told my parents. parents. Yes, I told my parents. With the situation or did they brush it under the rug? Because what I'm hearing, and this is, like I said, I'm oblivious to this because my mother is, is the spirit that I have. Mm -hmm. Did they say brush it under the rug because it's embarrassing to them? They don't want anybody to know? Because that's what I'm hearing. Some parents did that. They said, I would say it's half and half because they, it wasn't, it wasn't as dramatic as it would have been at the time. And my mom was like, in a way, she was really disappointed that I told her so late. But at the same time, she said she thinks it would have been murder instead of anger. Had she, you know, had I told Amen. her at the time. So she was like, perhaps the most I was also sparing her from killing someone. Amen. You know? So yeah, so it was, it was dealt with, but not entirely where it was like you bought the whole family and there were reasons behind that dynamic of other things going on at the time, why it didn't get that full, you know, let's have a sit down and talk about this. Person were you, were you released after that? When I say release, I was. were you delivered because you told that you don't have to experience this as an adult or is this thing chasing you? Let's talk about this. Is this thing chasing you or were you released because of you exposing that demon? I was released, but I would say it was even before the exposure because it was when the Most High revealed to me the situation and what I needed to do in terms of praying and deliverance and all of that kind of stuff and why it was that I was experiencing the feelings that I'd be feeling because until then, I didn't even realize that staying celibate shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be where, you know, I'm having these these sometimes feelings that I shouldn't have had had no one ever touched me. You feel, you understand what I'm saying to you? So- yeah. Yeah, until like, so it's like literally, and that's why I was like, people, um, the power that the Ruach HaKodesh has is so beyond our understanding in terms of leading and guiding us into so when all. When you see Ruach HaKodesh, you're talking that's about the Holy Spirit. Thing. We got to keep it yeah. in term here because we're dealing with something that a lot, a lot of people are dealing with. So you're saying the Holy Spirit at what Correct. age came in you to help you deal with this? Yes, yes. And and in terms, because I don't think that I would have had the realization, the courage to talk, all of that, had the floodgates not been open at the time that it was open. It was a perfect timing, a perfect everything for me to really deal with it. Had it been before, I might have lost my mind. You know, had it even been at a different time, maybe after, I probably would have. But dealing at that time where I was like highly spiritual, highly in that that place, always spending time with him was the perfect time for me to deal with it, deal with it properly and I not be destroyed in the process because it can do that. It can like the the guilt and all of that kind of stuff and why didn't I and how comes I and why did I have those feelings, you know? And remember we have an adversary waiting, you know, to 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 come 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 say all the things that he can say in those moments to make you feel like you are the guilty party. But you know, but I have to say but yeah, not to be um you well, know, I, I want to tell you I'm sorry that happened to you. Mhm. Mm and I want to tell anybody out here that's watching, I'm sorry that happened to you. And it is not your fault. You are a victim. It is not your fault. And if this thing is chasing you, you're going to have to do something about it. You're going to have to face it. You're going to have to face it head on. It's demonic. 
It it's is. demonic. It is. It opens it, all kinds of not right. No one has a right to touch you. That's mm-hmm. not welcome to touch you. No one has the right to to victimize you and penetrate you that you haven't invited into your womb or as a man to 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 do that sodomize you. No one has that right. And if it's been done to you, I'm the first to say I'm sorry. I'm the first to say you need healing. And today it needs to start. Rabbi Offshalom Binyako, what what can you give the people on uh as if you were counseling them on a ministerial level on what how to proceed? For me, um, <clears throat> you have to um, be uh, gentle with the person, the, the person that has been molested, and you have to let them know that they are not alone. But if it's a child, and many times it is a child, basically it falls on the parents to be protectors of their children and to know um what the what the law or the teaching is on it and we have to bring our children up knowing that they have the protection of the family and the community because it doesn't just fall on the individual or the family it falls on the community as a whole and in the family the, the family dynamic as israelites i'm only talking about from the israelite perspective we are supposed to weed it out of our community, our, our homes first, and then our community. If an individual, if one of my, if my daughter or my sons came to me and said my brother or you know someone in my family had molested them, then I would deal with it. I would go and confront the person myself. All right, I would deal with it. The good thing about it is I understand, I know my family and we, you know, we, but you have to know your family. You have, you know, the characteristics of every person in your family. You know that if they have the the character, the, the, the characteristics that would do that, you know, that person that they already have that in it. So, you know how to protect. So as a child, children. as a child, we know to protect our children. We know to look after them. We got to open the conversation up with our children. First of all, you should be having a sit down dinner with them daily that they're able to talk to you for right. one. Right. That was, we, we sat down and we had dinner together. We, we had discussions, but what about Rabbi Shawn as an adult? We have a lot of adults. These are adults. These aren't children. Yeah, but that, that, that carries on from, see, it begins as a child. It becomes in the beginning. So as an adult, you know, again, again, it goes for the, the if the, if the woman, if a young lady is unmarried, she's under the protection of her father and her mother, which are the powers in her life, right? She's under their protection. And again, the community. It, it, it's not just an individual. It's not just, it's the whole community has to work together in order to weed it out of our community. The only way we're going to do that is if we know the teachings of the Torah, what it says about it. You have to go, you have to know to go to Leviticus chapter eight. And start to look at it. it says you know not to look not to touch people of your own flesh your own family it teaches us these things teaches us and it teaches again it's the family dynamic 
And then as an adult, a young woman knows that if I'm being molested, I need to scream out. What that means is you got to tell somebody. But if you keep it in yourself, you will hold that. You're going to hold that. But if a young woman doesn't know that she, she's supposed to scream out, which it tells us in the Torah, scream out. In other words, tell somebody right away that it happened. And then as the men in the community, the men in the community are supposed to deal with that. Not just the father, not, you know, not just the parent, but the entire community is supposed to deal with it. We take it to the individual and we get rid of it. But if you don't know as a people, you know, as a family Rabbi, to do I'm, that. I'm going to be the devil's advocate mm -hmm. in the Torah. I mm -hmm. read about rape and this stuff in the Torah. In the Torah, it says if a man has raped that woman, he's to take her as his wife. You know, in Genesis, Dinah was the first one to get raped. That was Jacob's daughter. Then he came and did what the Torah said and said, I want to marry her. Because a lot of times if a man rapes you, he's lusting after you. He wants you 90% right. of the time. And so Jacob was willing to, and I'm just paraphrasing, mm -hmm. to give his daughter to her. But the brothers said, no, you go circumcise all those men. And then after they were circumcised three days, they came in and they killed them. He said, right. no, we're not going to let you do that to our sister. You defiled her. You raped her. They killed all the men in there and then took the woman and the kids slave. So I'm the devil's advocate. It, it said to kill him in, in, in the uh, parashah. And it also said in there, or marry them, right. which nobody wants to marry anyone that has raped them. And, and nobody wants to go to jail and kill them. So now tell me, Rabbi Al-Shalom, because I'm acting like I'm, I've never been raped, but I'm acting like I'm that rape victim and I'm mad right now and I'm coming to you and I'm saying, that's what it says in the parish, all right, but now what you gonna tell me now? Now what you have to do is understanding that we are not in Israel, but we're in the world system. We're in the United States of America. There are laws that govern it. We have to deal with it according to the laws of where we are, right? In our community. Again, we come together as a community. We take that person to the courts. We get rid of it. Right. There is a remedy for it. in those days. Yeah, they were killed. But today we don't have that power in the country that we're in because we're not in our land. So we still have to use the laws of the land. The young lady has to know again, still apply. She has to know to go and tell somebody. She has to has to have the uh, understanding that she can tell somebody and that she is not going to be stigmatized behind it because she is screaming out. Still, the law still applies. We take it. Again, in the community, we deal with it and we take it to the, the, the justice system and we demand justice. There are the a lot law, of people that law, are in jail today I because agree, of I agree with you, Rabbi Shalom. The law is for the lawless. The law is for the lawless. And the more you shelter those demons, the more, the more powerful they get. And yeah. with those Me Too movements, those Me Too movements was to, to expose them, to stop them. Because if you don't, they're going to do it to somebody else. And if you were an adult and, and this man is doing this to you and you're confused about it, just think when they do it to a teenage girl or a young girl. If they got that much power over you, just think what they're, how they're victimizing young women. The buck has to stop somewhere. It is not your fault. That's that's my thing today. My title, it is not your fault. But you got to deal with the situation. It's the spirit of fear 
that that in my opinion prevents them from coming forth because they are threatened. They're they are threatened that if you tell them I'll kill your mom, if you tell them I'll kill your father, if you tell them I'll kill your brother, they threaten them. So they are fearful because they don't want no one else to be hurt because of what happened to them. So they are protecting their loved ones at the same time, creating hurt, hope maintaining hurt within themselves. So even in that situation, it still goes back to, we have to make sure that our children, our women and our, our children, I'm not gonna say just woman or, 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 or girl, I'm gonna say both, all of our children, we have to encourage them and, and let them know that we are going to protect them, that their life, you know, no, if somebody, if somebody threatens my child, I want them to know that they can come to me and it's going to be taken care of, right? One way or the other, it's going to be dealt with. But if they don't tell me, I don't know. Correct. I, I, I tell, I've told my wife, I said, if somebody at your job approaches you, then you tell me and I'll deal with it. Now, if she doesn't come to me and tell me, she's guilty. If she doesn't tell me, and I find out on my own, she's guilty because I told her, you tell me if some man is a old woman is approaching you, touching you, I tell you, come to me, I'll deal with it. But if you don't, then it falls on you. So we have to do the same thing with our children. <clears throat> Let them know. And our children have to understand that that you we are their protectors. And and in my family, one of my sisters, a guy tried to molest her. She, of course, she was a fighter, you know, and she fought him off, but she came home. And when she told my dad, he was gone. And my mother, they were gone. They were going out and they were out for blood. And not only them, but all of my brothers, we all were looking for that person. We were out for blood because if you touch one in our family, you touch everybody in my family. We were a tribe. And that's the way our family has to be. If you touch one in the family, if you fight one in the family, you fight them all. That's protection. You know that you're protected. That's how gangs work. That's how gangs work. You touch one in the gang, you got to fight the whole gang. Our families have to be that way. And that's what the Torah is teaching us. The Torah teaches us that we protect our families. And, that, and, and, and that's what the Hebrew congregation <clears throat> is about. I, I thank everyone for their input. It's how to move forward. It's awakening. We've awakened. We know our identity. We know we're the original Jews. We know who we're from. We know about the slave trade. We know we didn't come from no cotton field. But how do we move forward here on this land? How do we move forward here in this Egypt? And we're giving you the information on how to move forward. First, it's a covering. Covering. Your parents are covering. It's a family bonding, talking. And communicating, not just putting a microwave dinner in and putting it in front of your child and leaving them at the table. Let's start there. Having a meal with them and sitting down and talking to them each and every day. Because it's not people that they don't know. These are students at the school. These are teachers at the school. These are uncles. These are aunts. These are people that you know are molesting these children and molesting these people. These are when your girlfriend comes over and, and your husband or your partner is hitting on them outside your door or in your house. You got. You have to be cognizant of what's going on. You got to be prayerful, and you have to communicate and be open. It's demonic. 
And we have to deal with those. We have to quit calling these demons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, see, that's one of the problems in in the Black community and the Black church. One of the problems is we're told we don't need to know what's in that book. But it's in that book that tells us what you don't know can hurt you. If the people that are in the Christian church, that is happening to Christians, by the way, it is happening to Christians more than anything else, especially, oh, and, and yeah, pedophile, pedophilia, uh, rape, you know, you got deacons in the church and, and preachers in the church that are having sleeping with the, with the congregants, the women in the church, you see. And, and, and the reason, part of that reason is because they don't know that in the Torah it tells us to deal with that. It says, you know, but in, actually in the New Testament it tells you if an elder is doing something wrong, then you go and you confront that elder with witnesses, right? So the thing is, if you don't know your rights as given to you by the power of the Father, then you don't know how, to, you can't deal with it. You can't deal with it because these are spiritual matters. And he says, you have to root it out of Israel. We have to get it out of Israel. What he's saying is these kinds of sins, sexual sins is what we're dealing with. You see, you should not cover your, your neighbor's wife. You should not commit adultery. Those are in the top 10. Those are sins. When you talk about uh, adultery and, 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 and coveting somebody else's daughter or his, or his son, that's what it is, it's coveting. They covet, and then so they start to molest them, and, and they take them as their own. That's covet, and that's in the in the commandments. See, so if you don't know the commandments, and you don't know, and it, and it says, and it says, the, the 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 law was to reveal to us our sins, but in the New Testament, the, the, the law reveal. If you don't, if the children don't tell you, it's because they don't know that they're supposed to tell you. They right. When I would bathe, when I would bathe, uh, uh, Minister Griff, I would tell him, nobody said, this is your private area. Nobody's supposed to touch this. I would tell him that when I would bathe him. Yeah. You know your child when they come in from school. Right now I'm dealing with this. And I ask my grandbaby every time I pick up, I said, did anybody do anything? Because if just like you said, uh, uh, Miss Lakeisha, Koti Lakeisha, you, your parent, your mom could tell something different when Minister Griff would come in from school and something wasn't right and he would just like shy away. You knew automatically. Nobody had to tell you. Nobody had to call you. The principal didn't have to call you. Nobody had to call you. You know your children. Right. When that thing happened, my mother knew this ain't my baby what happened and they will shy away from you and this is how this child is trying to deal with and if you don't ask just like uh rabbi said you have to ask them because they may not know to tell you just like minister uh benjamin said they're gonna the children they don't know we don't know we didn't know our children didn't know but once you ask them once you prod them a little bit then they'll spill it mm. i had that happen years ago I went and told my mother because I was old enough to know that man got out of town quick because you had to deal with my daddy. And my daddy had brothers that were very lawless. They didn't care because you didn't mess with the children. You didn't mess with the women. So that child will know and you'll be able to see that in that child. 
it's running rampant. We have to stop it now. We have to tell them now. It is. And we have to expose them. We cannot worry about how we're going to look, although that is something that's in us. We're concerned about how we're going to look. But you're dealing with something more precious and more honorable than how you look. You can get up dirty, but if your soul is clean, then that gives you more relief within you, and you know that you've done the right thing. Yeah. Open your mouth. Father to God, we come before you right now. We humble ourselves. We thank you for all the input that has been given today, Father God. Lord, anything that we said or done is not of you. We say we're sorry. We repent before you daily, Father God. Lord, we send back that, that disgraceful demon. We send back that lust demon. We send back that rape demon. We send back that molestation demon right back to the pits of hell where it came from, Father God. We got to get rooted of this, Lord. You are the root, Father. You said we will be planted by the water. Lord, we are not a spirit of fear. We are not a spirit of hate. We are not a spirit of murder and rape and killing, but it's a spirit of clarity, a spirit of courage, a spirit of coming forward and, and exposing these demons. Father dear God, we ask that you give the people the courage to expose these demons, Lord. We mm -hmm. ask that you have mercy on them, Father God, for they, they, they have the memories of being molested and raped, Lord. And we ask that you help them, Lord. We ask that, Yahshua, we give it to him for what he died for because it's way too big for us, Lord. That's the ugly spirit that's running rampant right now, Lord. And we ask that you seal it up, that you send it back to the pits of hell like coals on its head, Lord. No more, Father dear God. We thank you, Lord, for us having a gentle and a patient spirit for the ones who have been victimized, that we're able to pray for them and, and let them know it is not your fault. We are sorry this has happened to you. We ask that you enable them to move forward so there are functional people in this community that they will not commit the same crimes that have committed to them, but they will help and 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 and. and and give their testimony because you said by our testimonies yokes will be broken yes we break that chain that's around their neck we break that that feeling of molestation that dirty we cleanse the right now in the name of yashua before you lord we ask that you help them to be functional in community we ask that you help them to, to guide the children and and be a covering over them we ask that the men stand up in these households so that this doesn't happen to their their wives and their children mm -hmm. we ask that they be men of god yeah and we're not just talking about the men there's women out there victimizing people too we drive that spirit out right now and we bind it up and we send it to jail. We send it to where it's supposed to be. We send it back to the pits of hell where it's supposed to be. We will not stand for that in our community, but we will guard our family. We will guard as a community, the children, all of our children, not just the ones in our house. So we're accountable for all of our children. Right now we send back those white vans that's coming out there to steal our people and prostitute them. They're a liar. We put them in jail right now. We yeah. find them up. Where they supposed to be? Enough is enough. Shay, tell you, hold, hold.
Help us, Lord. Only you can help us. We're praying right now. We dispatch the holy angels to fight for us. You said no weapon formed against us shall prosper, Lord. And they have a mindset that it's their fault. We get we get rid of that mindset that it's your fault. We get rid of that mindset that I have to be quiet. No more silence. We get rid of that mindset that I'm the dirty one. He's a liar. You are clean. You are functional. You will expose that demon. You will deal with that demon. You will cry out. You will pray. You will get the help that you need. You will go ahead and let the authorities deal with them. And if that friendship is broken, Lord, it was never there from the beginning. Whoever don't believe them and it's broken, it was then there from the beginning. The relationship was never strong. Praying for the mothers to watch over their children. Even animals watch over their children. I watched the ducks even line up and watch over their babies. We ask that these mothers watch over their babies and be mothers, virtuous women, like you ordain us to be. We ask that the father be men of strength, like you ordain them to be the head and not the tail. We ask that the communication is open in our households. We ask that we will sit down with our families and love and talk. We ask that those ones that come to rob, steal, kill, molest, and rape be sent back where they need where they came from. That spirit. From the Atlantic trade play when the rape, the rape was going on. We know it meticulated there too. We send it back. That Cain and Abel, that murder spirit. And that's not even a physical. We're talking about a spiritual murder that's going on with the people. There's a spiritual murder that's going on out here. We take the drug demon out of them because that's what they're doing. They're medicating on drugs. We ask that you open these women's womb up who has been raped, who, who the man has tried to destroy their womb that they can't have children. Right now we clean their womb up and they're able to have children and bear their children. We're praying for that seed. God help us, Lord, our Yahweh. We give it all to you. In our Yahshua and Yahweh name, amen. 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 Whew. We just needed to deal with that. It's a heavy topic in our community. And that's why I love the Hebrew congregation of Houston, because we deal with these subjects and these topics. We're going to have to come back to that. I feel it. We're coming back to it again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Just like we go through, uh, we're come, we, we're going through the Parashah, Genesis, the Deuteronomy. We got to keep going back over it again. We got to be keep going. We got to keep facing these over and over again. We got to keep coming back. We have to keep reading. We have to keep dealing with it. Rabbi said, okay, uh, use, the, use the Torah. If you don't know it, how you going to use it? Then I told him what they did in the Torah. Then he came back and said, we in this Egypt. 
You got to read too and do your part. That's way in Genesis they addressed this. If you went over this with your children, you're addressing these things with your babies. It's up to us to teach our children because if you wait for, for the, uh, the, the Gentiles, the white community, they're not going to teach them. You're obligated to teach your fruit. Yeah. You are obligated to teach them. You are yeah. obligated to protect yeah. them. You are obligated to feed them. You are obligated to guide them. Amen. If you have no other ministry in your life, Take that your, is your ministry. Uh-huh. Take your children. Okay, we can go ahead and uh, move forward. Like I say, I, no one ever told you they're sorry. I'm going to tell you. I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm Yahweh is saying it through me. He's sorry that has happened to you. And there's healing. There's healing taking place on the land. Uh, Rabbi Al-Shalom, Ben Yaakov, we thank you so much uh, for all your input. We thank you for being a leader. We thank you for guiding us. We thank you for teaching us the Torah as we uh, come out of our uh, Deuteronomy. So the next parashah is the, uh, we're going into uh, Genesis, which we're starting over again on October 22nd. So this week you should be reading Genesis 1 through 6 up to verse 8. So we're starting it over again. Because you should you should get evolved every time you read this. You should be evolving. Hi. Mm -hmm. You have it, Rabbi Afshalom. Thank you so much. We okay, love you. What? Shabbat Shalom. A very, <clears throat> very, very interesting conversation this morning. Very important conversation. Um, and as um, Akot Easter says, you know, it, it's it's pretty bad when you know we want to give you the truth, and the only way that that this truth can be can take hold is if you, is if we return to our roots, and our roots are bound up, fortunately, in the Torah, in the applications of the Torah, and so this week, um, again, we're approaching. Uh, Shemin Ezeret, or the eighth day, and we are starting the studies of the Torah again, another cycle, okay? And let this year be a year where we really started to delve in and and, and really um, see how we can apply, how these teachings are applicable for us today. Because I, I think one of the important things that and that we go over year after year is in our community, in the African community, is is our communities are suffering so much here in the diaspora. And it's not as bad as it used to be, but it is still bad. The, and and one of the reasons why it's bad and why we can't see the changes that we should be seeing is because we have abandoned the way and we don't even know that we have abandoned the way. And so, you know, I'm not really teaching uh, a parish all tonight, today, but, but we are talking about, we are, let's have a conversation on, on the Torah and in, in our lives. And, and one of the things that through the week, this week, that was interesting to me, uh, I got this, um, 
there was something somewhere I read about something that Kanye West had said. I said something about he said something that anti-Semitic. That's what it was. He said something that anti-Semitic. So the Jews are all up in uproar about it. I guess I don't know, but one of the Jews wrote something, and I didn't read the whole thing because I said, well, you know, it's foolishness because Kanye said something about the Jews and it probably was true and I, I bet it was true but then he came on and he said something about the black folk and the black folk they're Jews so he said something reverend he said well the black folk they're Jews and and that was the kicker when he said that that was anger the Jews that's what that was his anti-semitic speaking and and one of the things it says is well as Kanye West said something about the Hebrew Israelites and I knew then I said aha see they don't want to acknowledge he said something that was true. Yeah, Farrakhan. I saw Farrakhan. Uh, he he said something about it too. But go ahead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't see that either. I, I you know, I, I didn't see that. He, but... he said what Kanye said. West said was true, and he's not apologizing. He, nobody should apologize. But go ahead. Right, and that's that's my stand as well. He shouldn't be apologizing for the truth. Now, I don't agree with ninety nine percent of the things that Kanye said, you know, or does. But that was true. And I said, we should not apologize for speaking the truth. Right. You know? And we should acknowledge the truth when it is spoken, you know, and, and when it's verifiable through scripture. Because we want to verify things by scripture, you know, even more than DNA. The scripture <laughs> is our DNA, if you really yeah. want to know. Um. And uh, you know, I, I I read something again where it says that the the Ethiopians were Hamites. That's true. <laughs> That's true. They are Hamites. But but you can't take away the fact that in Ethiopia is the is the seed of David. You know, it's there. The seed of David is there through Shlomo. Okay, through Solomon. And there's a direct line in Ethiopia. Well, actually, it's probably in Israel right now in Beersheba. I think that's where most of the Ethiopians are now in Beersheba. But I do know that one of the the descendants of David or Solomon is here in the United States, and he is Ethiopian. Um, but the, and those are are true, you know. And and again, you don't have to go to DNA to find out. You go back to the scripture and see it. And these people have kept their stories, their family lineage uh, up to the day. They know who they are, right? And, and so you can look at DNA and it does help you to find out where you came from, you know, but it doesn't tell the whole story. Because in Israel, we are a mixed multitude. We are mixed people. We've been blended amongst Hamites and, you know, the Jephites. You know, Hamish and we, we, you know, we've all been mixed up. But the the thing we have to look at is what does the scripture say about us? What do we look for in the children of Israel? That's where we, you know, and those are things that are uh, tell us who we are. And, and so I want to I want to read something again and and from the scripture, and then I'm going to read something from the from the uh, Captain of the Gods or the Ethiopian uh, uh, manuscript. But I want to read this from 
book of Deuteronomy. Because uh, I have to always have some Torah. You got to have some Torah. <laughs> you got to have a little bit of Torah in there. So I'm going to read some Torah in Deuteronomy chapter 31. Okay. Uh, and this is this is pertaining to where the season that we're in now. All right. Deuteronomy chapter 31 uh, at verse 10. So it says, verse 10, chapter 31, Deuteronomy says, and Moses commanded them, saying, at the end of every seven years, in the time of the year of release, in the Feast of Booths, which is what a booth of, or, or tabernacles, when all Israel is come to appear before the Lord thy God, in the place which is called, he is, shall choose, thou shalt read this Torah before all Israel in their hearing. See, it's important that we, during this time, we go back and we study the Torah, we read the Torah. It says, gather the people together. This is important. That's why I said the DNA is not the, that, that, that not just what we read in DNA. It's in what the scripture says. If you don't know what the scripture says, and if, if the scripture doesn't describe you, then you don't know the true DNA of who you are, your true lineage. It says, gather the people together, men and women and children, and the strangers. So even the strangers going to know who the children of Israel are. The strangers, the people that are around about that are not necessarily of the seed of Israel, but the strangers, right? That is within thy gates that they may hear and that they may learn and fear the Lord your God and observe to do all the words of this Torah, of this teaching. So everybody with at this time, Everybody is commanded to see what the Torah says about you. Even the stranger, the Torah talks about the strangers as well. You don't know that. If you haven't read that, if you're not being taught that, you don't know to go back there because in there you will find how to change your family structure, your family dynamic, and your community dynamic. It's all in the scripture. And that's for everyone that attaches themselves to our community. And our community is attached to the Torah. The Torah tells us who we are. Okay. Now, let me go and give you a little treat here. Uh, I, I, some of you have read it, some of you haven't. I'm going over to the Kevin and the Gosh, which is a Ethiopian uh, book. And, and one of the manuscripts was, scripts was found about the 6th uh, A.D., 600 AD, during the time when the Mishnah, uh, when they were doing the Talmud and all that stuff were going on, they found this Ethiopian manuscript. It was written in Arab, Arabic, not Arab, yeah, in Arabic, written in Arabic, and 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 Ge'ez, you know, the original was in Ge'ez, uh, the Ethiopian language. But here in this, if you don't have this, this is the this 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 one is the Queen of Sheba and her son Menelik. Now, Menelik, of course, if you know Haile Selassie, that's, he's descended from Menelik. So I wanted to read this. Um, and this is for you people of African descent, you Shemites, <laughs> you Shemites uh, and Hamites, we've been blended together. People that look like us, this is to encourage you. Okay, this is to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Uh, to not be afraid to stand up for what you know, all right? 
and who you are. So it reads here, and this is um the uh okay, this is talking about uh the son of Solomon. This is I just want you to know this is a background. This is talking about the son of Solomon, and he's going to see his father for the first time. Okay. So I'm going to read some of this. Uh, I do have a little time. It's 12 o'clock now, so I'm going to do this. Okay, because again, I just read where it said that we're supposed to read the Torah, right? So I'm going to read you some Torah. All right. So it says from our from from out of our manuscripts. It says, yes, we read some Torah to soothe us, because you know I was yeah. on my Easter rant yeah. this morning. Going, yeah. I, I need the Torah. All right, we're going to give you some of this, <laughs> right? <laughs> and when the young man arrived in his mother's country, now. He says he rejoiced there in, in in the honor which he received and in the gifts that were made to him. And when the people saw him, they thought thought him to be uh, a the perfect likeness of Solomon the king. He looked just like Solomon. Okay, he says, and and they made obsequies to him, and they said unto him, "Hail, the royal father, liveth." Okay, they're hailing him as the king, as Solomon. This is not Solomon, he says. And they brought unto him gifts and offerings and fatted cattle and food as to their king. All right? So there's no mistaking who's, who he is, right? But they, they think that he is actually Solomon. He says, and the people of the whole country of Gaza, he's in Israel, he's in the land of Israel, of Gaza, Okay, as far as the border of Judah were stirred up, and they said, This is King Solomon. And and there were some that who said, The king is in Jerusalem building his house. Ah, so now you gotta go to first kings, and you see what Solomon is building his house, and the and and this is during that time. See, it gives you a perspective of the time frame. All right. And, and it says, now he has finished building the house of God, the house of God, the temple. And others said, this is Solomon, the king, the son of David. This is Solomon, the king, the son of David. And they, and they thought that he was the son of David or Solomon. And he said, and they were perplexed and they disputed with one another. And they said, they sent off spies mounted on horses who were to seek out King Solomon and to find out if he were actually in Jerusalem or if he were with them in Gaza. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in Gaza right now. The Jews are fighting the, the people in Gaza, what they call the Palestinians in Gaza, right? It says, and the spies came to, watch, to the watchmen of the city of Jerusalem and they found King Solomon there. And they made obsequies to him, and they said unto him, Hail, my royal father, live. Our country is disturbed because there has been come into it a merchant who resembles thee in form and appearance. Look just like you. Without the smallest alteration or variation, he resembles thee in noble carriage and in splendid form and in stature and in goodly appearance. He lacketh nothing in respect of thee and is in no way different from thyself. His eyes are gladsome like unto those of a man who has drunk wine 
His legs are graceful and, and slender, and the tower of his neck is like unto the tower of David thy father. He is like unto thee exactly in every respect, and every member of his whole body is like unto thee. Menelik, that this descendant of Solomon, his first, this is actually his first son, by the way, which means he gets double portion of the inheritance, looks just like him. You ever seen a child and say, you look just like your daddy. You just like your daddy. You spit, your daddy spit you out. You look just like, well, that was the case, right? Um, with Solomon's son, okay? Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip down a little bit. All right, he says, uh, "God has made foolishness the wisdom of his world of this world." For Solomon had made a plan in his wisdom and said, "By one thousand women, this is what Solomon had, had planned." This, you know, we talk about how Solomon had all these wives. Well, I'm gonna read this part. It says, "By one thousand women, I shall beget one thousand men children, and I shall inherit the countries of thy." that of the enemy and i will overthrow their idols but god now this is here's the kicker it says but god gave him three children he married a thousand had a thousand women you know he taught Solomon had a thousand women but he only had three children he only had three he says but god only gave him three children his eldest son was the king of ethiopia who gets the first the double portion the first son. So we have a record here. It says that his eldest son was the son of Ethiopia, the son of the queen of Ethiopia. So again, if you look at DNA, it's going to say that they're Hamite. Yeah, his mother is a Hamite, but his father, who is his father, is a Shemite. So he's a mixed child. He says, it says, if the queen of Ethiopia or the queen of Sheba and was the firstborn whom God had spoke prophetically. This is a prophecy. He says, God swore to David in his righteousness and said without, with, and repented not of the, of the fruit of thy body will I make to thee sit upon a throne. And God gave unto David his servant grace before him and granted unto him that there should sit Upon the throne of Godhead, one of his seed in the flesh from the virgin and should judge the living and the dead and the reward every man according to his work. This is a prophetical word that was given, which is one of the reasons why. They have to accept the Ethiopian community. They have to. There is a record of the Ethiopian community. It's one of the reasons why they had to get rid of Hala Selassie in order to defeat this or to break this so that it didn't come to pass, but the descendants are still on the earth. There's a lot more. I'm going to read some more. I'm going to go over again. Now, if you want to read this, you have to get the book, right? And okay, we see, so I'm going to go and over and again. And we, and we see the Ethiopians, they're bringing in to give them their citizenship now. Yeah. There's flights coming in to Israel to give some of them the citizenship because the DNA is coming back that, uh, that they're the truth. And they also tried to kill them to try to keep them from having children. Okay? Uh, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of warfare going on, spiritual warfare mm -hmm. against the Ethiopians.
So okay. Rabbi, what I'm getting, I'm connecting the two. I'm like, there's Hali Selassie in that lineage and Shlomo's lineage, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And then there's also, wasn't it Moshe who also married an Ethiopian? Yes, it so, is. So there's there's two streams of which the Ethiopian would have ended up with, with Israelite. Um, that's right being israelites okay right. yeah and one is like from the priestly yeah one is right. from the priestly clan and one is from the kingly clan okay. moses came from the priestly clan right 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 and the king which is promised is going to come through david's line which is solomon which goes all the way down through again as we have it menelik or uh uh now let me okay. read this other for you now this is now uh This it says, um, and Joas, Beniah, the son of Yehudah, went out and brought Banya Lechem inside. Now, Banya Lechem is the son of Solomon. Okay? So when I said Banya Lechem inside, Banya Lechem. Lechem, you know, is bread, right? So you think about a city. Lechem reminds you of who he is, right? And when King Solomon saw him, he rose up, listen at that, and when King Solomon saw him, he rose up and moved forward to welcome him. And he loosed the band of his apparel from his shoulder and he embraced him with his hand resting on his breast and he kissed his mouth and forehead and eyes. And he said unto him, "Be now this is Solomon talking to his son. This is Solomon the king talking to his son. He says, Behold, my father David has, has, has renewed his youth and has risen from the dead. Listen to what I just said. He, he says, Behold, my father David has renewed his youth and has risen from the dead. He looked just like David to Solomon. He says, And Solomon the king turned around to to those who had announced the arrival of the young man and said to them, you said unto me, he resembled thee, but this is not my statue, but the stature of David, my father, in the days of his early manhood, and he is handsomer than I am. Uh-oh. Yeah. You're talking about Ethiopian now. Mm -hmm. Now, Solomon looked like his father, wasn't it? Uh, Benya Lachem looked like Solomon. Solomon looked like David. But Ben Benya Lachem, his mother's an Ethiopian, and he looked just like David. He looked like Solomon. They all looked the same, exactly alike. What does that tell you? See, this is something you need to know. And you don't have to be ashamed of it. It's documented. Okay? It says... And Solomon's king rose up straight away and he went into his chamber and he raised the young man in apparel made of cloth and brought it with gold. So he embraced him. They, what, the, the, the thing I wanted you to get out of this is, and there's more to it because it talks about the land of Ethiopia, how much more beautiful it is than Israel. And it also talks about how the throne or Zen was moved to Ethiopia. And if you go to Ethiopia and look at the landscape of it, it is beautiful country, right? But it's it's letting you know, you know, that today when you go to Israel, 
and you go down to Beersheba, which is where you're going to find the Beta, Beta Israel community, which is our community, Beta Israel, right, which is where I get my sneaker through, we have a, a direct link to the, to the throne. Okay. You go to Beersheba, which is where you're going to find the Ethiopian community, right? You're going to find Bene Israel, those from India who have come in. All of those that are of color, the majority of them are going to be found in Beersheba. Okay. That's where you're going to find the majority of them. We're scattered around through Israel a little bit, but the majority of the community is going to be in Beersheba. That's where you're going to find the lineage. But we know, all right, that we have a place in the kingdom. And we know we have a record that we can live by and not be ashamed to come back to the Torah because it's all about this covenant that we have. And the covenant blessings and curses do not affect the other nations as it does us. When we disobey the covenant, because it is in our blood, it is our lineage, it is in our heritage, it is worse for us. And we find those revealed through us. That is a record of our DNA, who we are as a community and as a people. Few of us do rise above and, and, and go beyond, right? But as a community, it's going to reveal who we are. You have a record. To stop looking down upon yourself. Stop trying to change the way you look. You are who you are because you're designed to look the way you look. You're designed because you this way because you're created in the image of your father. We look like our father, just like Benya uh, Lechem looked like Solomon and Solomon looked like David. We look like our father. We are exact an exact resemblance of who we came from. It is a beautiful thing. We are a beautiful and a magnificent people. Amen. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. unfortunately, we have been polluted by the ways of the nations because we have broken the covenant. And I appeal to you today to come back to the covenant. It is a beautiful thing. It is not the religious things that have been placed upon us by that other community. You know, you know what I'm talking about. And you wake up in the morning, you put on your shoes, you 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 right, you, you got to tie your right, put the right shoe on, then your left shoe, and then you got to tie the left shoe and the right shoe, and you got to do all that. That's nothing, has nothing to do with Israel or the children of Israel. All those things, they have nothing to do with us. That's religion. Ours is not a religion. It is a government. It is how we govern ourselves. We have a monarchy. Our king is the creator of all things. We are not a democracy. We are a theocracy. God is our king, our father. He is our father. He is our king. It is him who, we, who rules over us and our affairs. And even though we're thrust out of the land where our blessings are, his Shekinah, his presence is always with us. But we hinder the powers that operate in us when we disobey. And when we, when we, Yeshua says, if Yeshua says this, if you reject me, I will reject you. He so should. if you reject the Torah, which ah. is Yeshua himself in the flesh, then you have rejected the covenant. 
We are appealing. This is why it's just so important for us to come on every Shabbat to put this word out to our brothers and sisters that are in the Christian church. You can stay in the Christian church. Come back to the Torah. The Torah is not about rituals. The Torah is about living according to the government of our father. It's not a religion. Though we have aspects that are religion, we are not a religion. We are a government. We are a nation, a holy nation, a priesthood, a peculiar people, uh -huh. people that belong to our father. We are Ami. We are Ami. We are his people. And we have to know, and, and this is this is why we crowd to you. Every Shabbat, come back to the Torah. Come back to the Torah. Come back. It is a beautiful thing. It is not a religion. It is not about rituals. It's about living, as they as they would say, the best of life by obeying the commandment, the covenant, contract agreement. It is our life. It is our deliverance. It is how we're going to overcome the world system. And I pray today, I pray right now that you have heard something that will encourage you to come back. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Walk in the Ruach HaKodesh. Allow the anointing of God to rest in your life to the fullest. To the fullest. And walk like your father. Look like your father. So that when people see you, they say, he looked just like his father. He looked just like Yeshua. That is it. They'll say, you look like Yeshua. Yeshua said, no, they look like my father. He will win and say, no, they look like my father. They look better than I do. That's what will be said of you. But you have to know, again, we read these things so you'll know who you are. And more importantly, as I love to say, whose you are. We call him father. We call him father. We know his name, but we call him father because yes. that is our intimacy with the creator of all things. And we look like it. We walk like it. We talk like it. We stand like it. And we in we are nobody's footstool. We are, and he takes us in the back chamber and he puts the robe on us. He takes you in the back. When you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, when you receive the anointing of, of Yeshua HaMashiach Ben David, he at that time put a signet ring on your finger. And he called you and said, you, look, he said, Ami, my children. He said that, my child. And at that time, at that point in time, you make the decision to walk as an heir to the throne. We are all joint heirs. We are heirs and joint heirs to the throne. And we have to learn how to walk that way. But just like when you look at King Charles and all these people that are going on with, they have these things, they have to learn how to carry themselves to be a part of the, the throne, uh, the, the, whatever, whatever they call the monarchy in England. We have to learn how to walk. You see, we have to learn how to dress and to talk like royalty. Like royalty. Because that's who you are. Amen. That's who you are. You're royalty. Yes. Amen. We are royalty. We are child of the king. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Walking in the anointing, yes. speaking in the holy language, the heavenly language. Carry yourself that way. 
Period. Don't let anybody tell you who you are. People can't tell you. Nobody can tell you who you are. Scripture has already told you who you are. People put all these negative stereotypes on you. Thrust that crap off of you. That doesn't belong to you. That's somebody else. Child of the king. Child of the king. You overcome every obstacle. Not because you're so strong. Because the anointing that is in you is allowing you to overcome the world, the flesh, and the devil. They have no power in your life. But you have to understand the source of that. Through the Son, through what? The Torah. Because Aye. the Son teaches us the Torah, how to live the Torah without religion. When, the, when Yeshua came on the earth, religion was running the temple. Religion was running the temple. He came and said, you don't need religion. You need to get out of the religion and come back to the truth of the Torah. Yes. That's what he came to do. He said, I'm coming to, to let the children of the Father know who they are and who they look like, who they resemble, and so they can begin to walk that way and stop tying your left shoe up first and your right shoe first. Stop doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Stop being the religious police where people are afraid to live their life because they're afraid somebody's going to tell them because they did something wrong. Stop that. That's religion. What they call it, they, they call them the, the some kind of... Uh, Police that watch over in in, uh, in in the Muslim country, they they this police that I don't know what they call them. They some kind of police that they watch and they 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 kill these women and stuff because they did something wrong. They kill the men, do cut their hands off and all that kill. Them. You know, have these people spying on you. That's what was that was happening in Israel in Jerusalem when Yeshua came. You know how they stood back and watched the woman in adultery. They were standing back watching to see if she's going to commit adultery. They forgot the man was involved too. Takes two. See? The man was doing it too. Takes two. Oh, he came and say, "Look, y'all need to come out of that mess. We, we, we are a kingdom of priests. Come We're out not... of that bull dung, like you yeah, said. There you go. That's, that's it. That's it. Bull dung. That dung. Get yeah, yeah, walking in that dung. But mm -hmm. he said, "I'll spread dung all over your face." That's what he meant by that too. Yeah, spread some dung on your face. Yeah, I got that yeah. from you. I'm still in that that bull song. Uh, uh, no patent. <laughs> There's no patent on it. But you know, it's a wonderful thing when you could you know who you are. When you know who you are, nobody can change you. Sister Daniels, look at the chat, please. <laughs> so you know, it's uh, the mic is open. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rabbi Alshon. Anyone have any questions for him? Anybody have any questions or want to add anything of what we said today before we close out? You know, uh, I didn't get to play the song because sometimes I just I think the Holy Spirit takes over because there's so there's no really no no pattern here. So I'm going to play a song real quick. Because uh, Rabbi said, you know, we are in his image. We are a friend of God. And I want to play. That's the song I had today also. And I'm going to play it real quick. Uh, we do not own any rights to the music. Thank you, Lord. We, we pray that something has touched you today. And you be free. We are his friends.
Thank you. You are a friend of God. You are creating his image. We thank you. 
Okota Lisa, if you can just do our closing prayer for us. Can I say one thing? Okota Daniels, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, go ahead, Apostle. Uh, to just uh, add to what Rabbi said, the documentary, uh, I think it's from Hebrews, from Negro to Hebrews. Is that right? I think it's worth us who have not seen it to look at it because uh, it really shows our heritage. Just, just a note. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a really good, really informative. Yeah. Yes, I've watched it. We watched it. I got, I got, I got the first book. I got the first book in in hard print, but I've got the rest of them in electronic print. I like to read that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's got good information in it. Yeah, right. I, I have volume one and volume two of the books. So, mm -hmm. so much information in there. Yeah. I got to watch the documentary too, though. Is that on YouTube, our brother Benjamin? Tubi had it at one point, and Amazon. I mean, mm. prime, prime, yeah, prime, prime video. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's surprising. Yeah. <laughs> they got purchased on Amazon. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna need to check that out. Mm. Yeah, you stuff like that. They kind of try to keep it away from you. Oh, it was hard getting yeah. to now, Rabbi. It was hard to seriously. Yeah. yeah, he was actually trying to create his own site for that reason, to to um, so if in case in the future. So I think he has a site now too, but when I went and looked it up, I wasn't sure if it was still up where you could go on his specific app or site and, and mm, watch it yeah. also. <clears throat> we need more stuff like that though. We have a, a lot of information out there. Yeah. A lot of scholarship out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, along those same lines, uh, Dante mm -hmm. Fortson is somebody that I read a lot of his books. He has a lot of great information. He's put a lot of research, great researcher. So I haven't heard Dante Fortson. That's another great author and uh, detailing some of this stuff. Yeah, and Banaya Israel, I believe. Yeah. Banaya. Yeah. They got yeah, a YouTube channel. Yeah, he's he's good with like putting it together in a YouTube and like he shows you, like he you read along with him in the, the research history research he's doing. Mm. And so he even teaches you how to do the research and what to look for and what not to like pick up. Like, you know, there's some history, but it's like, Pseudo history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can, can you put his name in the in in chat so I can Dante, look yeah. at it? Both of y'all. Okay. Brother Bill. Yep. Yes, I I have some of Dante's books too. That yeah. Minister Griff had directed me to in the yeah. past. Yeah. Uh, Colt Daniel, if you can do our closing prayer, please. Okay. Sure. I'm going to do um, what they call Yeshua's prayer, and then I'll do the ironic benediction. Mm -hmm. Amen. Alvinu machinu shabbat shalom. Yichadesh simcha tavo. Mahutka yeashe ritzonecha. Kevash shabbat shalom. Ken baaret. Et lechem puchenuten lanu hayom. Amen.
Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May your kingdom come, your will be done as it is in heaven. Give us the food we need today. Forgive us for what we have done wrong as we too have forgiven those who have wronged us. And do not lead us into hard testing, but keep us safe from the evil one for kingship, power, and glory are yours forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Shalom. May Allah bless you and may he keep you. May I cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious toward you. And may Allah lift up his countenance toward you and may he give you peace. Hallelujah. May your blessing keep you and protect you, fill you with his spirit, keep you holy, keep you righteous, and above all things, may you tabernacle with him. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Yah. We bless your name. Hallelujah. 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 Glory unto the most high, King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. 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 For the beautiful prayer, that angelic voice that brings peace in our spirit. We thank you. We thank you for everyone who's broken yokes and shared their stories today. It's not easy getting on here, um, sharing our stories with you. It's not easy just getting on here at, at talking. It's a fight. It's a struggle. Um, but we do it because we love you. We do it because our father is using us and we do it so that you get the truth. As Rabbi Al-Shalom said, you can have your Christianity, you can read your six, six books, but you're going to have to come back to that Torah. You're going to have to come mm-hmm. back to the beginning. You're going to have yes. to find out who you are, and you got to know what your power is. That's the only way you want to be able to move forward. That's the only way we're going to be able to break these generational curses and these curses that the, not just what, what our disobedience, but what the United States, this Egypt has put upon us. That's the only way we're going to come out of it is to know what the curses are, what we did wrong and how not to go back to it and how to move forward. And so we, we welcome you. We thank you every Saturday for tuning in. It is not your fault. We ask that you share this episode. We're going to be bringing that topic up again, things that hit our community. We ask that if you in bondage, feel free to reach out to one of us on this panel. We're all on Facebook. 
You can message us, email us. Uh, everything is a confidentiality. We know you've been through something. We've gone through things. We we shared it right here. And so we love you and we pray that you've gotten something out of each and every episode. We'll see you next Saturday. Shalom. 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 Shalom.